All right, welcome to the Pristine Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Craft, and I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Uh, boy, where do I begin? It's It's been a long time since I've done a podcast. I tend to get in the mood and do these every now and then, and I get kind of streaky with, the, with, with it all. But uh, I'm a pretty busy guy, and I don't spend most of my time maintaining a, the website or creating content or writing articles or making podcasts. I actually work for a living as a, as a software developer. So I'm not a full-time pastor or a preacher. I, and uh, so that's why you don't see this content come out every now and then. I have other priorities in my life. I think I'd very much enjoy working as a preacher or a pastor, but in order to do it properly, it's got to be something that uh, I'm dedicated to for at least 40 hours a week. Um, also, I've been pretty busy in the past few months getting healthy. After COVID hit, my uh, gym closed down in St. Louis, and I stopped paying attention to my weight. I made the move to Ashland. And I've been working from home uh, since that time. And now instead of just eating once per day like I had been, I started eating breakfast and lunch as well. I had my wife, Angie, she was always bringing me a sandwich. (laughs) So I gained a bunch of weight and uh, I didn't even see it sneak up on me. So these past several months, part of the reason I haven't been podcasting like I did was I've been working on taking off all the weight that I'd gained over the past year, which is no easy task. So you might notice a drastic difference in my appearance, particularly in my face, uh, since the last podcast. I took the weight off pretty fast, um, and I thought I'd just quickly share my recipe for reducing weight quickly, because I know a lot of you all out there are struggling with weight. So I'll just tell you the one thing, uh, a few things I gotta do. You start lifting weights. You go to the gym, And you do the following exercises. Bench press, shoulder press, squats, rows, pull-ups, and deadlifts. And that's all you got to do. Okay, don't use machines, but use barbells and dumbbells. And you lift until failure. And then you build as much muscle as possible. All right? And uh, one of the also things I've learned in losing weight and gaining weight over the years is you can't outrun or out-exercise your fork. Uh, so you, you have to stop eating. Uh, that's the worst thing about all of this. <laughs> For me, the only thing that works is intermittent fasting and prolonged fasting. About every other week, I'll do a 48-hour fast. I recently completed a four-day fast, and this really helps you burn off fat. And the autophagy and the health benefits you get from fasting is also great. And then on days where I don't work out, I only eat, a, eat one meal per day. On days where I do work out, I eat a large, high-protein and a high-fat meal after my workout. And I cut out as many carbs as possible and avoid as much sugar as possible. Alright? And then you've got to stay on top of it. you got to measure yourself. you got to weigh yourself every day. Chart it. And then... You know where you stand and fat can't creep up on you. So that's as simple as that. That's do that and you'll and you'll lose weight and you'll keep it off. It's a, a simple formula, those four things.
All right. So enough of my uh, <laughs> preachy uh, uh, preachiness on health, and let's get to the to the real meat of the podcast. I'm going to try to keep this short. All right. So today's podcast is on knowledge. I recently wrote an article on on knowledge and how it can't save you. But uh, I also want a podcast on it. And I want to address it as I believe the it's an insidious lie of false religion today. And it's this idea that we are ultimately saved based on what we know and our reaction to it. And this false idea... It's prevalent amongst all spectrums of religion. It's uh, prevalent not just in the uh, false versions of Christianity world, the free will crowd or the Roman Catholic crowd, but it's also prevalent among the, amongst, in my opinion, the Calvinistic crowd of all varieties of Calvinism. Okay, Even the free grace churches I'm involved in, I think I, I run into it. And it's this false idea that, in my opinion, causes most of the theological controversy and arguments and fighting, uh, infighting amongst the uh, Christianity crowd, amongst the religious. So let's just read this one passage here. John 5.39 in part A. You search the scriptures, for in them you think... You have eternal life, and wow, what a uh, what an eye-opening passage! Here we see Christ. He's speaking with the Pharisees, who thought they were super duper people who had obtained eternal life because they thought they knew the scriptures. This passage is so eye-opening, and it, it blows my mind. It, it would it would be crazy to read this passage. And not ask questions for yourself. Ask questions of yourself. Here are a few questions you might ask. One, do I know the scriptures? Two, am I saved because I know the scriptures? Three, do I have eternal life because I think I know the truth? Do I have eternal life because I made a decision when I was a young kid, and walk down the aisle and talk to a preacher? Do I have eternal life because I converted to Calvinism? Do I have eternal life because I'm a high-grace, super-lapsarian Calvinist and can quote scripture and defend the gospel and chew up and spit out Arminians and low-grace Calvinists? If you honestly ask yourself these questions and answered yes... To any of them? Well, I, I hate to break the news to you like this. Or maybe I do want to break the news to you like this. You're a Pharisee as well. And you probably don't know the Lord. And this is because you failed to see salvation is entirely outside of you. Salvation must not be found within you. It must be found within Christ. If you're going to be in God with heaven, you got to be in Christ. The scriptures are quite clear on that. And, and what you believe 
and won't make one bit of difference in obtaining that salvation. You must be found within Christ, and you can't do a thing, a single thing, to put yourself there. There's no amount of pleading, there's no amount of praying, there's no amount of believing, quote, (laughs) no amount of gospel preaching, and no amount of gospel defending will put your name in the Lamb's book of life. If it isn't already there. That's a simple fact. Your name's got to be there from before the foundation of the world. Or, too bad. It's not going to get you. You can't put it there. Alright? Nothing you can do can put your name in the Lamb's book of life. Nothing you can think, feel, or do. Nothing. Okay? But, a lot of people think they can. They think they can put it there, or they act like it. And they act like it, and they, and they believe this insidious lie that they can, regardless of their theological persuasion. I believe this is true amongst many in the Sovereign Grace camp, especially those who love to talk about compromise and being intolerant of false religion. These people think that they're saved, I think, because, because they don't compromise. These people think they're saved because they don't tolerate free willism or low-grace Calvinism. It's why they post constantly online about what they think the truth is. Because they're resting in their own cognitive abilities. They're resting in their knowledge. They're resting in what they think they know. And it's really sad to see. I... They've missed the gospel. They're living in a false reality their own mind has constructed. It's why they're proud. It's why they like to boast about how intolerant they are. It's why they see themselves as defenders of the gospel. They're living in the matrix, and they can't be freed unless Christ rescues them. And yeah, it's sad. It's sad for me because I've been involved with a lot of these folks over the last 20 years even after I came out of free willism I thought they believed the same thing as me I thought they were looking entirely outside of themselves for salvation that they were looking to Christ entirely but I was wrong I thought wrong and it's quite evident to me now these high grace so-called gospel defenders they're con and they're, they're the ones that are constantly talking about not compromising why is that? Is it because they're concerned for doctrinal purity? I think so. And I agree with them that doctrinal purity is good, but doctrinal purity won't save you. It won't save anyone. But these people, while they may not say it, they sure do act like it. They act like their doctrinal purity is going to save them. And it's so sad to see. It hurts my heart to see it all. I see so many young people now caught up into their, I dare say it, cult, thinking they're safe and secure because they think and speak the right things concerning the gospel. So what can we do? Well, the simple answer is nothing. We can't do anything to get salvation. It's got to be given. 
we must be found in Christ. And those who are saved were saved from before the foundation of the world. They were created in Christ. And those who weren't saved, well, like I said, no amount of believing or even gospel defending is going to get them there. Believing, believing the gospel is simply a result of having already been redeemed and saved in Christ. Christ's people, they, they will believe and they will have fellowship with Christ. Key word, they will have fellowship with Christ. And Christ, he'll give them assurance of salvation. Alright, but that believing, it doesn't get them salvation. That that defending the gospel, that being intolerant of false gospel, that's not going to get you salvation. But you act like it, you gospel defenders. You know, some people, they act like the gospel, or they treat the gospel like it's a matter of life or death. And they think getting the gospel right and not compromising on the truth is so important because they see salvation primarily on what they consider to be conversion. They think you got to get conversion right in order to be saved. For the typical free willer, they focus on making sure, you know, you you pray the right prayer, making sure you're doing it without works. Um so they say, and they say that salvation's by grace. You just got to believe. And it's up to the sinner then to determine if they want to be saved. And there must be no works. And they're looking to that decision. They're looking to that so-called faith as the reason is to why they're accepted by God. And there really is no difference between the, the free willer and the, and the Calvinist other than the uh, the Calvinists will pretty much say the same thing, except they they understand some truth about God's sovereignty, and they realize that that faith is a gift, but they still see salvation and conversion. They're still basing salvation on the faith that they've been given. All right, and I'd say the same is true for the superlapsarian gospel defender. The gospel defenders of the world you see on Facebook. They think they've got the gospel right. and they, But they still, in my opinion, see salvation in conversion. And that's why they fight so hard. That's why they're out there defending. That's why they struggle so much against false religion. They think salvation is dependent upon believing the right things about salvation. They may not say it, but they sure do act like it. And in reality, they're no different than the free willer and the low-grace Calvinists that they rail upon, the ones that they bash constantly. Why? Because they still see salvation in conversion. They see salvation in their knowledge. And the truth is, they're nothing more than whitewashed sepulchers. Oh, to be known in Christ, to be loved by him, to be found in him. I'm comforted by that truth, that I'm one of Christ's. I'm not, wor- I'm not comforted by my abilities or my 
my mental faculties. I'm not comforted because I'm sitting here creating a podcast. I'm not comforted because I have a website, Pristine Grace. I'm not comforted because I go to 13th Street Baptist Church. I'm not comforted because I can preach the gospel. I'm not comforted because I can defend the gospel when called upon. And I'm not worried about getting the gospel right. I'm not concerned that I'm not intolerant enough of false religion. I'm not concerned for my sake that there is false religion all around me. I've even got a book by John Wesley sitting on my bookshelf. That might get me kicked out of some circles. (laughs) Should I be concerned? Not at all. My salvation isn't found in these things. My salvation is found in Christ. And it's found in his sovereign will, his purpose. It's found in his bloody death and resurrection. It's in his hands, not mine. And that brings me comfort. Nothing in my hands I bring. Nothing in my mind I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. It's my only hope. To be found in Christ and to be known by him. And that's really all I got to say today. Not much. I'll podcast again. I'm not sure when. I think I have a few more pounds to lose. So uh, talk to y'all later. Grace and peace.